So we welcome the presence of God into the church, you know, and it's, it's not a weird thing for us to pray and to, to look to the Lord. Um, I know some of you are just getting ready for finals week. We got a lot of uh, new faces in the house. We got some ACFers and some Penn State students with us. We can give them a little welcome and some special prayers and encouragement over you today. If there's anybody that's here that needs just some prayer before you leave today, make sure you grab someone to just to, to pray over you as you go into this week. I know that was always uh, sort of an exciting time to get through. I never enjoyed finals week. I loved it when it was done. Uh, but uh, we know this is an important uh, time that you are in right now. Hey, I want to um, actually show a quick video as we uh, get ready to get into the message time today. You've been hearing about the Encountering God uh, day that we're doing on Mer- uh, May 13. Uh, that's coming up. It's going to be a 9 to 5 kind of full day event right here at the church. And we would love for many of you to be here, even Penn State students, if you guys happen to be around for the, the month of May, we'd love for you to sign up and come out and join us as well. I want to bring a quick video to you from John Mitchell, who is one of our primary speakers who's going to be bringing content to us. Uh, he is an awesome leader. I love this guy. I can't wait to get him up here uh, from Atlanta area. He's going to be here with us in State College. And so turn your attention to the screens. Here's a little greeting and encouragement from John Mitchell. Hey, John Mitchell here, and I want to invite you to the upcoming Encountering God Weekend. And Encountering God Weekend is really a gathering that's designed to be a prayer infusion for you, your family, your local church. And unlike most conferences that you've probably been to, we're going to spend just as much time in worship and prayer, repentance and spirit empowerment as we will receiving biblical and life-giving teaching on restoring a lifestyle of intimacy with God. And that's why this isn't just another conference, it's an encounter. And if you'll take time at this gathering to submit to the Father, draw near to His presence, His promise is that He will draw near to you. So whether you're a pastor, a church leader, business owner, school teacher, student, parent, or anything else, and no matter what stage of life you're in, our time together is going to be beneficial and applicable to your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're still deciding whether or not to come, my question for you is, are you hungry? Are you hungry for spiritual breakthrough? Are you hungry for a deeper level of intimacy with God? Are you hungry to see the kingdom of God expand in you and through you? And if there is any ounce of spiritual hunger in you, I want to encourage you, join us. Every sustained move of God throughout history started with hunger for God because hunger for God is where encountering God starts. So if you have a hunger to encounter God, then this prayer is infusion is for you, and I can't wait to see you there. All right, so we want to put the call out to you guys uh, in the church. Uh, There's a couple things I want you just to take away from that. Number one, I would love for our church to be well represented in this gathering. Uh, I know many of you are already signing up and getting registered and everything, so do it this week before we lose the early bird deadline and all that stuff. Do it this week if you're going to do it. But here's the second thing that we'd really love to encourage you with. We believe that this event has significance for our region, not just for our church. 
And so you have contacts and connections in other churches. We would love to have a ton of other churches represented here because we believe that the move that God wants to do in this region is not just in our church, but it's across our region. And so let's get some other friends and family. I'm inviting people to come from other churches that I know. I would encourage you to do the same thing. So not only to come out yourself uh, on May 13th, uh, but to send that uh, registration to some friends as well. Invite some people to come, uh, and it's going to be a great event. So May 13th, mark your calendar. We hope to see you there. All right, we're going to get into God's Word together. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Numbers. We've been doing some kind of like high-level looking at some of the Pentateuch books. We just went through uh, the book of Leviticus. We did it quickly. Many of you are reading through the entire book, and so if you're on that reading track, keep it going. But we're covering a lot of Scripture and preaching through some of the high points on it. Today we're actually going to be starting in Numbers chapter 10, and we're going to do some of the overview of uh, the book of Numbers. Here's a question while you're turning there. I would be curious to know... How many of you love to travel? Raise a hand if you love travel. All right, we got some, some adventurers in the house. Just love to see a new place, get out and do a new thing. How many of you would almost rather do anything else besides travel? Where my homebody's at, people say, don't make me travel, let me stay at home. It's totally valid, it's totally fine. If you're in that camp, you can be in that camp as well. Uh, one is not necessarily better than the other. But a lot of us will fit into one of those places where we either love to travel, and some of us would say we just love to stay home. Now, when I was thinking a little bit about this idea of travel, I was thinking about my growing up years because I grew up in what I would call sort of like the child safety suggestion era. You know what I'm talking about? Like some of you that are old enough, you know what it was like that you kind of piled into a vehicle and you did long road trips with the family and the whole idea of like being totally buckled into a seatbelt or whatever was very kind of arbitrary. In fact, like there was like the wheel well behind the front seat that like the little brother would claim and be like sleeping down there. At one point we had a van that we drove around in that had like the well that went out before you opened the door and like one of the brothers would be sleeping down in that thing. So you had to be careful if you stopped at a rest stop. Don't just open the door because like a, a kid's going to fall out. This was the child safety suggestion era. In fact, one of my favorite things from that era was the way, way back. You know what I'm talking about? Like, not just the back seat, but when you get in the way, way back, and you could, like, you, like tunnel out, like, like, bags and suitcases and make a nice little den for yourself back there and kind of do whatever. That was, like, the way, way back area, and that was sort of fun. Here's the thing. Uh, the unknown that comes from travel for some of us, ev invokes sort of this sense of fear or evokes this sense of fear, whereas in others, it, it evokes this sense of adventure. And sometimes, if you're an adventurous person, one of the people that raised your hand said, I love to travel, it's because anything can happen. Like the, the new adventure is before you, the, the new thing is there. I remember, so I was going to the, the Outer Banks of North Carolina. That's where my family would, would travel. We lived up in close to Erie, Pennsylvania. So we're making the long drive to, to the Outer Banks of uh, North Carolina. How many of you have been there? A lot of us have been there, right? Great spot, great beaches. And uh, we're somewhere in Virginia where it dawns on me when the family stopped to do like a potty break or something, I have not gone to the bathroom yet on this trip. And then the adventure kicked in. And I told my parents, I'm going to go the entire way to the Outer Banks of North Carolina without going to the bathroom. And I, I specifically entitled it, it was my, my mind over bladder exercise that I was going to try to do. <laughs> And uh, if you're curious, you can ask me uh, uh, at the end of the message. You come up and ask me. I can tell, I'll tell you if I made it or not. Uh, so, yeah, just it, it, it evokes this sense of adventure for some. 
And for others, we say the unknown would cause us to maybe say, I want to stay home. Some of you would even ask these questions. Before you answer the question, do I love to travel, I need to know where are we going and who's going with us? Because those kind of things make a big difference as well. Well, what we find here in Numbers is Numbers is all about traveling. It's all about the movement of God's people. It's all about the, the transition that they are in. And so here's what we've been finding so far in this series as we've been looking at ancient history. We've got out of slavery, that was the entire story of Exodus. We see into worship with the giving of the covenant. And what does it mean to approach the presence of God? What does it mean to approach the presence of God? We see this with God's people. We see them coming now into a relationship with him as God is continuing to reveal new things about himself. And this relationship includes what do you do when you screw it up? So the Old Testament sacrificial system was all about how, does it, how do we get back on track or get ourselves realigned when we find ourselves in a broken or a relationship that needs to be restored. And then we come to the book of Numbers the Hebrew word for this portion of scripture of the, in the Torah is the Bamid Bar, which is entitled the wandering, or the wilderness, through the wilderness. And so what we're going to read today is some of this idea uh, of what does it mean to go through the wilderness. I want to pick up in Numbers 10 to begin, and then I think what you will find is that this message today, though it is heavy, it is also deeply personal that I've intended not to simply say, let's make this a historical retelling of what God's people did, but looking at the reality of our lives and the times that we go through the wilderness. Because one of the deals is just as much as out of slavery is a reality and into worship is a reality and into right standing relationship is a reality in your walk with Jesus, through the wilderness is also a part of that journey. And some of your lives are telling that story right now. So I want us to look at it from a very personal lens. Let's begin in Numbers chapter 10, uh, and I'll read verses 11 to 13. It says, On the twentieth day of the second month of the second year, the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle of the covenant law. Then the Israelites set out from the desert of Sinai and traveled from place to place until the cloud came to rest in the desert of Paran. They set out this first time at the Lord's command through Moses. So let's pause right there. May God add blessing to the reading of his word. This is actually a very historical event. It's a, very, it's a big deal because it says at the end of Exodus that the, the presence of God or the cloud of God's presence actually came in and filled the tabernacle. And so the people have this tangible, visible view of the presence of God. So that's something that you and I have probably not experienced. So here we have the old covenant people of God experiencing this. And the deal was simply this, that this tabernacle was built to be mobile. So when the presence of God moves, the cloud of his presence lifts and begins to move, they pack up their stuff and they follow. And where the presence of God rests, they set up their stuff and they stay. And that's going to be part of this journey for the people of God as they go through the book of Numbers. Now, here's just a quick overview for you that I think would be helpful just to kind of get the context or the understanding. There's basically three main sections in the book of Numbers. You have this space at Mount Sinai where the first 10 chapters begin. And, it, and there, they're doing all kinds of things according to what God has instructed them to do. They're taking a census of the people. They're understanding who's there, how many there are, etc. They're arranging the people of God 